When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Live? We are live, yeah. I was just doing a... Um, <coughs> I almost choked to death there. IG story to tell people to go live. Well, to go to catch us live. Yes, here we are. Word. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Thanks episode to of Relationship Theory. I'm your host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with my beloved co-host, Elizabeth Diana Bilyeu. Full named me. Yeah, I like doing that, actually. I know you do. Mm. All right. Michael. There we go. Yes, that would be good. I see hearts. Oh, Cindy's watching. Hello, what people. Up? What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. We got Jess Draycott in the house. Michelle Strand. All right, we know you're connected. Uh, so there's been a bit of uh, drama here at Impact House as President Trump is actually driving oh, by. Yeah. So the street is on lockdown. Yes. So they opened up a brief window so everybody could leave. Uh, so there's but a few of us stragglers here left at the house, so bear with us if uh, this is a little more technologically slow wow. uh, than it might otherwise be. So thank you guys for joining us. Yes. All right, do we have the first We question? do, and um, if you guys um, are watching live, put your comments in and we'll answer them live. And then also, if this video will bring you value, haven't started yet, but if it does bring you value, press that share button. All right, so we know we're doing it on a Tuesday, but this man has a lot of business and travel and yeah. stuff like that, so we just pushed it forward to... Um, Indeed. Can you just sit forward a I bit, knew, babe? I was like, I almost commented... Everyone, please, heart, if it annoys you that I have to do this. To is it because him. you... Yeah, let, 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 let lots of people are hearting. Is it because your feet won't touch yes, or something? Yes, it is because my feet won't touch. You're so funny. <laughs> okay, we're going to do... I, I would just like to say, though, what were you known for as a kid? Bossy? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm proud of it. <laughs> All right, let's kick this off. Let's do it. Would you rather? All right, guys, answer with us. Would you rather? Would you rather um, resent your partner or be resented by by your partner? Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Well, I think I'll go with I'd rather resent my partner because if I'm being resented by my partner, I've not become the person that I want to be. Yeah. And so I'm farther off my mark there. Hmm. Although, in fairness, I mean, you have such a powerful growth mindset as well. It's not such a trap with you and I. Um, but with somebody else who didn't have a growth mindset, I would want to at least feel like, oh, I could change. So if you resented me, right. I'd be like, oh, right, well, exactly. I want to address it. I mm -hmm. want to know, like, tell me more. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with my original answer. Yeah, because um, that's the thing. Like, if, it's in, if I'm in control of the situation, then I can say, okay, they're resenting me because of X, Y, and Z. How do I fix it? Whereas if you're resenting your partner and you tell them and they're like tough shit, then right. I mean, I guess you end up leaving them, but. Um, yeah. yeah All right, kick situation. off question. Let's get wow, started. Wow, this question be long as yeah, hell. Yeah, but it's a Tell good one. Tell me reading <coughs> like a shortened um, so version. So this is a shortened version, yeah. 
So wow. this came through email um, from Shelby. Our relationship started off in a whirlwind of love and deep connection, and we've always been able to keep the fire and excitement alive. However, however, we've been having a rocky path the last two years. I quit my job to follow him on the trip of a lifetime where we traveled full-time, living on the road, visiting national parks, rock climbing, camping, backpacking, etc. And over that time, I lost my identity and now realize I never wanted to leave my job in the first place, yet quit my career to save the relationship, quote-unquote. I was trying to be adventurous and jump out of the comfort, comfort zone to try it out, but now I realize I can't be anyone other than me. I also became financially dependent on him, which always bothered me, but we moved around so much and working was never in the plan. I now want to live on the East Coast with my family and he wants to stay on the West Coast. Neither of us will budge on this disagreement. Besides that dilemma, my boyfriend wants to continue work on the relationship because he sees so much potential in what we could be, but I feel disconnected and feel myself pulling away. We agree we are all uh, we agree we are codependent on one another which scares the shit out of me wanting independence and space to have my own identity i resent him my job loss i resent him for my job loss my dependency and depleting my savings however it was all my choice so i know i am to blame yes we had a good time traveling but i didn't want to get out of it what i didn't get out of it what i wanted because i was only half living any insight will be taken as wisdom from the couple we look up to so much thank you so much shelby and joshua well so that is incredibly articulate and very clearly lays out the problem and i'll be very interested to see if you and i respond to this in the same way so my thinking is um, pretty straightforward that I think relationships, when they're working, they're worth the effort. They all take, you know, a lot of time and energy. Um, so I'm not at all shy about investing in that and really making sure that, um, you know, that you're putting in the effort to make something work. But I don't think anyone has a moral obligation to be in a relationship. And the undercurrent of things that she's not saying uh, to me are that, yeah, I tried it. I did everything. Didn't work. Lost my identity. Don't like being codependent. Want to live by my family. He doesn't like. It just seems pretty clear. So what she wants. Yeah, to yeah, do. like a hundred percent. So, like thinking back to where we were, if you were like, "Look, I really need to be in London by my family," then I would go, "Okay, well, you know, am I willing to make that sacrifice? Yes or no? If I am, great, we stay. And if I'm not, then." You know, we leave or we work out a plan. Do you remember us having that discussion once where I was really, really like miserable and I wasn't working and I was really sad and I was kind of basically hinting to you about like, hey, well, do we consider going to London? Right. And I remember you turning to me and saying to me, um, babe, I love you, but I, I won't be happy in England. And so as much as I would want to move for you, I just know that that would then do... Um, erode me and right. who I am and what I want and I remember you saying that so clearly and you weren't wishy-washy about it so that kind of allowed me to go okay well it wasn't like it was an ultimatum but you were very honest about what you wanted and that you knew you couldn't be happy so sorry but just reminding you of that no I mean that's super powerful so that's where I was going. It's like you've got to understand what you want, mm -hmm. what's going to work for you, be super clear about it. And it's really interesting to hear the like the consistency over the years of like how I would approach this problem, mm -hmm. which is um, if I wasn't willing to do that, like at the end of the day, it's like you've really got to know what's going to make you happy and what's mm -hmm. not going to make you happy. And she's so clearly laid out. 
that the state of the relationship as it is, is not going to make her happy. Like at its foundation, the way that they've structured the entire relationship. So unless they both come to the table and say, hey, we want to radically rethink how we approach each other. We do not want to be codependent. Um, I want to work. I want to earn my own money. Um, it is important to me that you know we live by my family or whatever. Or maybe they come to terms and they split the difference or whatever they do to find a way for both of them to be happy. But at the end of the day, they have to find a way for both of them to be happy in the relationship or it doesn't make sense to fight for. And that that's my punchline is a relationship that has a deep and fundamental um I'll call it a value alignment problem. Like, you just deal with the value alignment, right? So these are the things we want. You cool, you in, you out, up, nope, doesn't work for you, cool. At a just absolute fundamental base value system level, this isn't gonna work. Mm -hmm. And so, hey, cool, now you know. Rather than like live at the surface level, and she's laid out like how she really feels about some pretty deep shit. So it's like the amount of clarity in her email it's like, I wish you were sitting here so I could say, is it not self-evident to you? Mm -hmm. I think it is. And I don't know if you're looking for permission. Um, but yeah, reading her email, it's like, if I didn't have to externalize this to an audience and I just had to stamp, like stay together, break up, like break up, boom, on to the next. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It seems pretty clear to me. Yeah. I mean, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, I kind of, I do agree. Um, and just kind of reflecting on us like the one thing we've always done with each other is like I always kind of joke not even joke but I say like I would do anything for this man but that's actually not true um because I don't think that's healthy right like if I had to give up who I was fundamentally what is important important to me fundamentally like if you said to me baby I only want a wife that is a housewife I don't want you to do anything business related like female empowerment like that doesn't really like tickle me so I don't really want you involved like if you would later I'd be like no now you're taking away everything that makes me me and so as much as I would love to think I would do anything for you the truth is it's not that I'm not willing to, it's that it wouldn't be healthy for our relationship. And so if I was gonna give up all of these things that make me me, that make me feel independent, that make me who I am, we, we won't have the relationship you want, right? Because I'm not gonna be happy or fulfilled. And I think that's really important. And I did this one quote um, a while ago that was like, I'm independently codependent. And the truth is, is like when I'm by myself, I, I love feeling independent. I love having my own identity. I love knowing what I um, have my strengths at and my weaknesses and where I wanna go as an individual. But at the same time, I do depend on you. And we have like these completely intertwined relation, an intertwined relationship. Um, but if you ask me to let go of my independence, I couldn't be codependent. So I think that's the, a really fine line and boundary. And I think that um, at least women, for me, is that something to remember? Is that yes, you want to kind of give your all into a relationship, but don't give your all as in all of who you are. Word. <laughs> Word. All right. So guys, we are answering questions live, so put them in the comments below and we will get to them. All right, next question. This is from Jerry, uh, Jerry Gerald. My girlfriend told me I needed to work on myself, said we needed our time apart for me to do so. A few weeks later, she's with someone else. Was I too dependent on her or did she use this as an excuse to leave me? I'm just rereading it. Yeah, I mean, yes is the answer um, and as hard as that is yes, to it hear was an excuse. yes it was an excuse mm -hmm. like if she's with somebody else in a few weeks 
Like, that was not somebody who was like, oh, man, I really hope he pulls it off and we get back together and I'm going to give him the space and the Mm -hmm. encouragement. And, you know, here's like, here are things that really move me emotionally and here's a list of things that, like, you know, I feel some kind of way about and, like, really articulates it and lays it out and gives him the space to, like, internalize it and come back and they set a meeting and it's like, hey, we're going to work through this. That's not what she did, Mm. right? It was, hey, we need some space. You need to work on you, not doesn't sound like in this retelling anyway not saying hey we both need the space yeah. we need to find each other so that we can meet again as equals and really like build this relationship in a healthy way like that's one speech and then three weeks later you come back together you're seeing a therapist like you're really finding that balance and um, individual power so that you can enjoy the relationship as equals and then there's hey go work on you good luck with that and by the way I'll send you an invitation to my wedding it's yeah. like, that's essentially what we've got here. So yeah. this is, she gave you a gift and it is super fucking hard to hear, but she just wasn't that into you. And now if you want to know like, what did you do wrong? I would say, don't ask that question because it's the wrong question. I think you want to ask the question of how do I empower myself? How do I learn to be a better communicator? How do I make sure that this kind of thing doesn't blindside me in the future? Um, because being blindsided by that stuff is when like somebody felt like they couldn't say something that they wanted to say. And if you take ownership of that and say, somehow, intentionally or otherwise, I've created an environment where my significant other, the person I love, the person who supposedly loves me the most in the world, doesn't feel that they can say something incredibly important. And I find that a lot of times it's because it starts out so small and you don't want to say it, ah, it's no big deal and I'm just going to let it go. But that's not how it works and it's what we call the dust settling. So any one fleck of dust is no big deal, but when you don't clear away the dust through open communication and true forgiveness, it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until you end up in this situation. So I would look internally, like this isn't a question of worth. It's not that you're worthless. It's not, um, literally says nothing about you other than your relationship skills are not yet where you want them to be in order to have seen that coming. Because it doesn't even mean, by the way, that the next person you're gonna be with will be a successful relationship because not every relationship should be successful. So just understanding how, what skills do you need to acquire? What level of self-awareness do you need to get to in order to give a relationship that could be successful every Mm -hmm. chance of succeeding? That was good. And in talking about the dust settling, so like for instance, you know, there are little things that you're like, ah, it's not a big deal. So perfect example, last week, we're having this silent war over frying pans, which I actually didn't realize was a silent war. I just kept thinking, okay, he's messy. So I'm just gonna put these frying pans on this side. Little did I know until you texted me one day where you're like, what did you put something like, um, like, are we, are we having a silent battle over these bloody yeah, frying pans? I said, pans? I don't want to be in a silent war. Oh yeah, war which I didn't these. even realize, like I honestly legitimately didn't even realize that you thought twice about it. So the fact that you even brought it up, it's like, oh, okay. And calling it a silent war means there's something underneath it. So for us, I think it was waste of time, right? It was a waste of your time to have to keep moving shit so that you could get to the, the, um, the stove. Um, but that's why you don't let dust settle. That's why you bring it up. Even if it may seem small, like, oh, it's just frying pans. Over time, I know, and I know you, it would have started to stack up on you because it's not about the, the inconvenience for you. It's about the waste of time because it's getting in your way of your goal and your mission. So 
you can see how something looks like it's just about a frying pan, but actually over time it, it is much more than that. So you kind of need to have those constant discussions to clear the way so that it doesn't all of a sudden in a year he erupts and like, I can't fucking believe all this time I'm waiting. And I'm sitting there going, what? Like, I didn't even see this coming. So making sure that you can approach every issue and it doesn't mean that you have to like, hey, look, you just pinched me. I didn't, you know, it doesn't have to be tiny, but, um, but making sure that if a couple of things like rub you the wrong way, like a couple of times that you should just speak about it and clear the air because that does end up being like dust settling and it becomes a big mountain of dust. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. So we've got some fan shout outs watching from Australia, nice. Canada, LA, Texas, Ohio, Florida, Norway, India, and Spain. Wow. We, we have some people either up really late or up really I know. early. Well, either way. Hello, everybody. Hello. International um, crowd tonight. Yes, international. Um, all right, next question. This is from Galdi Solorzano. Sure. Um, <laughs> I grew resentful because I was pregnant and working while he did nothing but play games all day and couldn't even ask how my day was. And now that we have a baby, I can't be the same with him. I ended up moving out of his mum's house into my own because it was causing a lot of issues having others in our business when now we have our own family. He said he couldn't come with me because he needs to help his mum pay the portion of the rent that we had been paying. I told him he could continue and would be in charge of our new home and he still didn't want to but he tries to convince me he still cares and wants to be with him what do i do okay so this is ultimately a game of communication so you're going to need to break each of these things down into their elements and ask the really hard questions until we get to the truth and so this is where um you got to call out things that are going to make you deeply uncomfortable with the true goal of just finding the truth, not passing judgment, not saying he's a bad person, like literally just understanding. So let's say we say, okay, here's how I feel. Your mm -hmm. actions have made me feel that you prioritize your mother over our family. And I fully accept that your mother is very important in both of our lives and I wanna make sure that she's well taken care of and I think that there's a plan to do that and we can work something out. However, when you choose to stay with your mother instead of coming with me and the new baby, I feel like you're saying that the family that we've started is not as important to you as um, physically staying in the same place as your mom. Because I'm not saying we're not gonna find a way to pay her rent, so I wanna be clear about that. And then you let him respond. And if he's like, whoa, that's how that makes you feel? I legitimately had no idea that's how that made you feel. Here's what I'm thinking. My mother's getting old. She's having a hard time paying rent. And it is so scary for her to be alone. And it wrenches my heart. And I feel like we should be able to start our family here with my mom. And then you then have your reaction to that. But like, that's how you open up those dialogues. You did this. It made me feel mm -hmm. this way, right? And I do that thing with feel because in our relationship, we don't necessarily trust our feelings. So we don't just go, well, I feel that way and fuck you and you just have to deal with it. It's, hey, that, that's how I feel and maybe I shouldn't feel that way but that feeling is real. Maybe that and wasn't I, your intention. Right, 100%. But even more importantly, maybe a jury of our peers would say that my reaction is unjustified. Fine, I'm willing to accept that. But I am still having the feeling. Mm -hmm. And since I am having the feeling and this feeling is something that needs to be vocalized and talked through. I want you to know where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not even coming to the defense of my emotion. I'm just laying everything on the table. I'm having this emotion. This is how I see it. 
And I really want to know your perspective and how do you see it? And if you see that you think that I'm having an exaggerated emotion, like I want to get down to that value system, right? Because either he's just not that into her and he's super freaked out by having a baby, which is super common. And maybe that's just what he's going through and he needs to process through that and he needs a partner that doesn't judge him, that he's scared and freaked out and it's triggering insecurity and it's eating his time and maybe he wants to play games and do things that are sort of viscerally in the moment fun and he's seeing this in, in what I will say is the wrong way and that it's, it is not going to move him towards his goal. I don't think anybody ever looks back and goes, thank God I stopped paying attention to my children got away from um, their mother and just ignore the shit out of them. No, like just universally, that's not something that as people mature, they think. They think, I wish I'd been capable of being there, at least for my kids, right? They may say the relationship with the mother, like that was never gonna work, but it's like the kid has been born, okay? So that like, that's done. Now that there's nothing, you can't take it back. So now that we're in the situation that we're in, what's gonna be the most effective towards making that a meaningful relationship for both him and the child in an ongoing relationship. Mm -hmm. So finding that, getting to the truth of that, acknowledging if there's relationship problems, acknowledging that, if there's fears about the child, acknowledging that. And so- Acknowledging it without judgment, because I think that that's what is a big deal. Right, because at the end, we're gonna say, like there's a difference between what's happening and what we're gonna do about it. Mm -hmm. So first you just wanna get to what's happening. So it isn't condoning his choices or his emotions or even his value system, to let him say it all without judging him for it. So I think uh, without going point by point, like playing all yeah. the conceivable scenarios, I will just say separate what's happening and what you're gonna do about it. So first just find out what's happening. Once they get to the truth of that, they'll be in a much better position to decide what they're gonna do. Yeah, because acknowledging it is such a big deal. So like if I acknowledge that I'm feeling a certain way, you've created a space where I can be honest with no judgment. And even if I'm saying like, look, I know that I'm being sensitive or I know that I shouldn't be fe like, shouldn't be feeling like that because I actually don't want to feel like this. But the truth is I do. And just that acknowledgement, at least for me and you, has like taken us so far because we bring the judgment down, we then communicate with each other and then we say, how do we get through it as a team? And I think that's going to be a big part as well is that um, if you can really reach out and allow him a space to be open, whether it's fear or anything, and then you guys can come together and say, okay, how do we get through this together? Versus it's your mom, I feel like this, and you know, like kind of separating them. Whenever we can come together, whenever it's about like our family or any situation, and we're like, okay, even if I'm the one that's emotionally going through something, we're handling it as a team. And that feeling of doing it as a team makes all the difference, I think, with the relationship. Now you feel like, okay, we're in it together versus you go handle it and now I'm waiting for you to make that mm. change. Like, it's such a big difference. Um, Church, yeah. we could go on about this know, one for really a very could. long time, but we'll stop there. Yeah. That was good. All right. Um, next question is from Aaron Elias. Can the resentment be between parents? What does that mean? I'm not sure. Can the resentment be between parents? Can it be over parents? Like you could certainly build re resentment between each other about your parents um, and certainly the way that you treat them, the level to which they're involved in your relationship. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I'm not sure what to do with that yeah. question. I'm not sure either. All right, moving on to the next question. And guys, um, if this is bringing you value, please click that share button. Um, that would be great. All right, so next question. Oh, we've got a would you rather. Love would you these. rather? Play along. I like Play it. along I in the comments. I don't like it when you read them. That is a fascinating glimpse into your personality. But isn't that not me? That is, is that, you. I was going to say, surely it's that doesn't surprise you. It's very much you. 
And there's like a real like control issue. I for love you it, there. but the whole you know I'm all about surprises. So even like on Christmas, like I won't want to see like what what present is mine. Can I tell you? I think this is a slightly different neuron for you. I think this is your tour guide neuron. What's my tour guide? You love giving tours. Oh, like, but and it t- it took me a long time to like- realize like you would go into a totally different mode when people would come over. And finally, I, I had to realize, like, this is, like, a real moment for her to shine. Like, she loves it. She's built a nest. She wants to show people around. And, like, so I would literally just, like, be on your tour. So it... <laughs> I'm not and, sure I make the link. Well, so this, like, you you want to be the one that, like, controls, like, the flow. Well, yeah, and, like, okay, you're right. So this isn't so much about surprising me as it is, like, this is your tour. And... Mm. It's, I want to see the expression for myself. That I don't understand. So, like, when I read it, I want to, like, be looking at you where you'd be like, ah. Whereas if you've already read it, I don't, like, get to see that moment of not knowing to know it. And I'm sure we're totally boring people at home. Would you rather? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you ain't going to get to I'm assured <laughs> that people like to hear us process through things. So. Um, all right. So, play along. Put in the comments as we answer. Would you rather stay with oh, a partner? <laughs> Sorry. I was, like, all back in your comments. Okay. Would you rather stay with a partner who has different values than you do or leave a partner who shares your values? Oh. Well, I mean, God. That, uh, I'd stay together or leave them not so much based on the values as do I enjoy being around them? Do they make me feel like they're number one? Do I feel better about myself when I'm around them? Do they give me more energy than they take? Like all of the things that make a relationship worthwhile. So it's possible that we didn't share core values Unlikely, but possible, but that you were still just like super fun to be around. So you, you don't feel think so good. core values are an absolute must? I don't, we don't share all of our core values. No, so I think we share so many yeah. that the ones that we don't, it's like, yeah, we kind of like gloss over. But I will say the things that we don't share as core values are the things that still create friction in our relationship. Yeah. So once you like imagine if we had four or five more areas of friction. At some point, you're just like, this is fucking annoying. Yeah. So it's that, like, let's say that we have 12 core values, just probably pretty close without like really subdividing them. 10 sort of core or 12 groupings. I think 10 were money. Like, we just see eye to eye. Two continue to create friction mm-hmm. in our relationship. If that was like seven and five, e gads. Yeah, true. All right, next one. Would you rather be completely dependent on your partner and spend your life yearning for independence or be fiercely independent and always yearning for codependency? Oh, Jesus. So easy. So easy. I'd rather be independent. For swears. Yeah. Because if I I just couldn't, like, be completely dependent on you. I couldn't be completely dependent on anyone, especially, like, yearning for independence. That's like an emotional imprisonment that sounds horrific yeah all right would you rather attract a plethora of that's a fancy word shady old lady (laughs) would you attract a plethora of people there was judgment in that (laughs) not at all i was actually rather impressed i didn't expect that word to come up would you rather attract a plethora of people that don't interest you or none that do a plethora of people that interest you oh that don't interest you one more time. Would you rather attract a plethora of people that don't interest you or none that do? I don't think I understand that. So would you rather attract no one or a whole bunch of people that... that don't interest you. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
definitely a whole bunch of people that don't interest yeah, me. Yeah, agreed. Like, at least that's flattering. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Um, all right, would you rather move in together before you're both ready or never move in together at all? Oh, easy, before you're ready, 100%. Yeah. Because once I'm ready, if I then couldn't, that would really Yeah, me for out. sure. Plus, like just because you're not ready doesn't mean that you won't evolve and change and figure things out as you go along. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a growth mindset and you're prepared to work through the issues that come up, then there you have it. Or it'll be like Ipecac. It'll make you vomit and break up. And eh, there you go. You have your answer. Mm, yeah. All right. Back to fan questions. Um, all right. And submit yours and we're answering them live. Next question. Oh, I was looking again. Oh, you can look at the question. It was just the rid you rather's I like doing. Right. All right, this is from Michelle Dobbs. Dated, dated my so. Dated my significant other. Oh, I forget that it's so. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Dated my significant other for a year and a half, and I moved to a different city. He changed his tune of being in love within a few days. We shared a lease. Now, seven months later, I try and heal it, and he gives me a silent the silent oh. treatment. I'm growing yeah. colder to him. How do I live in space with someone who was my partner to a person who is a stranger? Wow, so they're still living together. I would have to move out. I literally would. I would um, find ways to drink tap water if I had to. Mm. I would collect coop, but I would, right? Like I think being in an environment that your house where your home doesn't feel secure, safe, that you've got like this, it's almost like a a poison. You're living with a frenemy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would absolutely find a way. um, I think I even told this story last week, but you had asked me to move in with you um, when I came over for a couple of months to work and we were mm-hmm. dating. You said, hey, come stay with me. Now, at the time, like, I loved you, right? We hadn't lived together, but we'd already told each other that we love each other. And even then, I was like, but what if it doesn't work out? Like, I, my home is my sanctuary. And that's why, like, even here, like, the, the team is so part of the family. Like, I adore them. Because once you have someone in your space, I think that... Um, yeah, but you become vulnerable. And so then to not be able to be vulnerable at home because I'm worried about this other person like being poisoned, let's say, um, I just couldn't do it. So I would absolutely find every single way possible, save every penny, get rid of every like ounce of weekly or spending that I could possibly do and then um, yeah, live on my own. And I would rather have that type of life than have to come home to somebody that I... Who was, who's basically a stranger. And to do that to you, like I would actually feel a lot of resentment towards them. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. 
Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with ebay motors brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply yeah, that, that is the world's best advice that she just gave. So I will just speak to you directly as an individual. Uh, and I will say, you've got this. You need to get out immediately. Mm-hmm. That is an absolute nightmare waiting to happen. Um, the level of emotional distress that I'm sure you're already under, you need to heal and you need to process through and you need to figure it out. And I'm sure you're asking yourself, what did I do wrong and how do I win him back? And it does not sound like that that is going to be a fruitful exercise. And so that is going to continue to drag you to a really fucking dark place. Now, if you get out, it's going to be brutally difficult. You're going to have to work your ass off. This might be a two jobs kind of thing where you make ends meet. This might be uh, living with three other women in uh, an apartment you know, where you're sleeping on the floor. But let me tell you, that's going to teach you something about how tough you are, how resilient you are. And you're going to come out the other side feeling better about yourself, more dependent, feeling your power. Um, and that will be so transformative for you versus staying with somebody that makes you ache and long for what you thought you had and how you mm-hmm. thought they saw you. And it will just be like this prolonged mourning period. It, it, it will erode you. Get out immediately you got this and the great thing is is that in six months to a year you're going to look back and say wow i was strong enough to get myself out of that situation and not give up 100 percent. yeah you got this you're right absolutely um all right next question this is from daniel breeze what's up daniel my girlfriend and I are moving into a new place together this weekend and I have a question. You guys have mentioned that there are certain rooms in the house that one or, or the other has final say to. Can you talk about when this rule comes into effect and how we might be able to use this as well? So I think it all comes down to, and we have this with business as well. At some point, you guys are going to clash, right? No one has exactly the same taste in a room, in a design, in how you want to um, use a space. So we just divided it up. Okay, what rooms are important to you? What rooms are important to me? Literally just write them in the list. You it was the great room, me it was the TV room and my bedroom. And um, so uh, mine was TV, bedroom and kitchen. So those were the three. bathroom. Yeah, I didn't. Pantry. No, you're lying. Stop room. it, you're lying. Always. Stop mad that you're lying. 
three rooms ignore him three rooms were really important to me and then he said which rooms were important to him it was the great uh, the great room what was the other room um the, you want a podcast room the studio yeah basically anyway of. so we basically divided up the rooms then it's like look you don't have to be dogmatic it doesn't mean that they don't get a say it's i want to make him happy he wants to make me happy so we go over okay what are the things that you would like in the tv room? even though it's my space what rooms would you like oh sorry what would you like in here and for him it's like oh i want three tvs because i want to be able to play video games and so we just lay everything out and then i say okay like can I live with all these things that he wants? Yes or no? If I felt really strongly and we came to a budding of the heads and you're like, no, I want this. And I say, no, I want this. I get final say. And you would back off because you're like, cool, it's your room. Do what you like. Um, and and so- we can even take this back to when we were living in a condo, a one bedroom condo. And how we divided up the mm. space then was very different. So it wasn't necessarily by room, but like I need a desk. I need some space that I can keep exactly the way that I want, that if I want it to be messy, it's going to be messy. And so coming to an agreement on that kind of thing um, can can be very important and very powerful, even if it's not an entire room. And then also being magnanimous towards each other, I think, goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So wanting the other person to get the space the way that they want it, you know, knowing that, especially in the beginning, the house was way more her domain. And because I always had my my sights set on the big fuck off house, right? But we were together for, God, like 14 years before we finally had like a big house. Um, and so we were living in small apartments and then a condo and then a house and, and now finally this house. And so it wasn't really until we got here that I started to say, okay, now there are things that are important to me. I've been thinking about them since I was a little kid. Um, so up to that point, I really wanted you to win. I wanted you to house. I wanted you to have the house you wanted. I wanted you to have the furniture you wanted, and I think that also helps. So when you can give that gift to your partner and really want them to be stoked and happy, and then essentially make big demands on as small of space as possible, like most things we talked about together, we tried to be super flexible. Even though it's like I might have final say. Mm. I wanted to make sure it was something you wanted as well, so it didn't become antagonistic. Yeah, and we have certain words, so like we'll have like chips. So let's say I have a chip, um, and he will say like, okay, I want this furniture in his room. And I'll be like, oh God, I really hate that. Oh my God, I don't know if I can live with it. I'm like, can I place a chip? You know, like basically like I'm making this important to me and it's using those types of words, important, placing the chip. Um, and the, the chip is a veto chip, to be it's very It's a clear. veto chip, yeah, sorry. So you basically have, like, let's say one veto it's chip. It's an over-my-dead-body chip. Yes. Good way of putting it. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to use it now. And you have to respect it. It's, um, it's been amazing for us in our communication because we don't ever then just come to a halt where we're just like this because we have ways around it. It's like, okay, it's your room. I have a veto chip. And we, we literally play the game in essence like that and so once you place your card it's like cool respect and we have eliminated so many arguments i think from that because there's never like that silent resentment where in a year one of the other persons turn around like i didn't even want this in the first place and you made me do it and like things like that just like ends up erupting and it's crazy how like in relationships when you think you really know people all of a sudden these things can erupt that came from nothing we always make try to make sure that we never start there right that we've never got that build up so that there's never that explosion good luck daniel um all right next question this is from luke heredia 
How can I bring the best out of my partner that never had a supportive partner? Mm. That's amazing. So I love that you're asking the question and that tells me you're definitely headed in the right direction Mm -hmm. already. And there's going to be a few things. One, communication. Find out what is her language. What does she want? Like what are the things that she always wished somebody did for her? They may be small, they may be big, but you're not going to know until you find out. So um, find out language of appreciation. Do uh, they want to hear sweet words? Do they want you to do acts of service? Is it touch? Like what are the things that are really going to resonate with them? Now you're actually going to be able to give them support in a way that they'll understand Mm -hmm. versus trying to support them the way that you would want to be supported, which I think is everybody's like baseline operation. Because you so feel that and it feels so real. Like I... Sorry. I... uh, am utterly shocked that not everybody just wants to hear like, oh man, you really crushed it, that's amazing. And some people like, that just doesn't resonate that much. That's so weird to me. Like, because that's exactly what touches my heart. And so making sure that you exchange that is a a very big deal. Um, I would just tell you the one thing that seems about as close to universal as you're gonna get with men and women um, is, is this a I need to be heard or I want an actual solution conversation? Actually say those words because nothing makes somebody feel less supported Mm -hmm. than when they just need you to listen and you start trying to solve the problem and then they feel totally unheard. They may not know how to vocalize what they're going through so they just feel like, here we go again, he's not even listening. So well, he's not thinking about my emotion because that's something that happened. That's the way I interpret it from you. So if I've got a problem and I, I'm just talking to you about the problem, you go into fix it mode. So I just want to be like, oh, baby, I get it. Come here. You know, like, let me cuddle you. Like, that's what I'm looking for. And I don't realize that I'm looking for that until I say to you and then you go into Mr. Fix it mode. And I'm like, why are you like, stop talking. Why are you giving so much advice? Like, stop being so clinical about it. And you're like, oh, okay. She wants to be heard. No, not at all. That was great. Super important. Um, So getting to the point where you, like I'll tell you with um, Lisa, one thing that she's really into is emotion matching, um, which I'm not. So if she gets really pissed off at something, Mm. she wants me to be really pissed off. And if I don't get pissed off, then she feels alone. Um, And so being able to talk through stuff like that and figure out like why the person either wants the emotion matched or why you're not Mm going to be able to do that. Um, Yeah, so I have a whole diatribe about why emotion emotion matching can be dangerous. Um, But that was something that we definitely had to talk through. And so we at least got to the point where I knew to listen and really understand and empathize even if I wasn't going to embody the same emotion that she was embodying. Yeah. And I think also just with being supportive, it's kind of like you need to test things and see how they react. Like I remember when you mentioned, um, or you were just like saying how amazing my art was when we first met. And I was like, like it never dawned on me that that would be important to me or that Mm. that would be really meaningful to me until you said it and did it. And I was like, wow, no guy's ever really been interested in my art before. And the fact that you were like legitimately interested, I was like, wow, I've never had a guy that's, that is like supporting me in this arena. So I think that that's another big key as well, is just like try things, test things, see what make her light up, what gives her that emotion, and then let her know like, hey, I need to keep you to keep communicating with me to let me know when these things are important to you so that I can then cultivate it and work on that more and more. Word. All right, next question. This is from Avery Nair. Is that right? Yeah. 
Um, my fiance recently lost her job. She's always been a hard and ambitious worker. However, since her layoff, she's fallen into depression. I've been cheering for her and given her space to recoup the past month. She was someone who was very motivated by all of it. Um, all the IT content, but this event has been hitting very her very hard. Nothing is motivating her, and I don't know what to do to help. What would you do and say if this was Lisa? So the big thing is understanding that neurochemistry is is the battle. So this is a battleground to make sure that the right neurochemistry is pumping, so that she can get out of the funk, out of the darkness. And so we'd be. We'd go through a period where you're just listening, you're just supporting, you're not... This is exactly, basically, when I was at my depths of my worst health situation. Mm. I wouldn't, don't know if I'd say I was depressed, but I was definitely down in the dumps. And so you actually gave me this advice. So it starts with that. It starts with really just trying to understand and empathize with where they are so they know that um, you're not in a rush. It's like you know that they're going to have to process, they're going to have to go through that, that there is going to be a period of mourning... Um, and then I reminded her of having a growth mindset, the need to get out of it, and then what that looks like, that there are physiological hooks in that to change your emotional state, that you need to take those, you need to take time to watch a comedy, to smile, to laugh, to really embody joy. And then this is the hard part. This is the advanced class. This is where relationships are made or broken. Um, at some point, you have to say enough is enough. And if you mistime that, you're in for a world of hurt. But if you let it go on with the encouragement and all of that, trying to get them out of it to the point where now they're, um, to use a British phrase, they're taking the piss. Like they, they've just gone so far and they're wallowing and it's not useful and it's not helpful. It's not fucking fun to be around anymore. And now they're just being obstinate. Then it's when you have to hit them with, all right, enough is enough. And we're putting a plan and you've got whatever. You've got 48 more hours to be in like this just absolute shitty mood and then you are turning it around like we're we're going to laugh out loud we're going to see comedies we're not going to say negative shit anymore like we're breaking all those habit loops that you've gotten into over the last whatever 10 14 30 days however long it goes on for and at, at that point with all the love empathy compassion all of it but you've got to say enough is fucking enough yeah i remember you saying basically that it wasn't as harsh but you well, maybe it was, it was far but, harsher because yeah. it was in it was in a moment where you were getting like pissed and just like diving deeper down the rabbit hole so it's one thing to hear these words when you're not in that space but when you use not words like what i just said yeah. those exact words and you're in it that was, space it's hard and it was hard for me to hear but you always prefaced it with Baby, like, you know I love you. You know that I'm in it for the long haul. You know that this is like a lifetime of us being together and fighting through the good and the bad. And this is one of those bad moments. And I'm here for you. But I need you to be able to see that you have to dig your way out of it. And you're not going to do it alone. I'm here every step of the way. But give me a time. You even said that. You're mm. like, how long do you need? Like, literally tell me how long... Oh, yeah, it's an alarm on your phone. Um, Jesus. How long do you need? Do you need two days? Do you need three days? Like, what is that time that you need just to wallow? And I will completely leave you alone. I remember you saying that. Like, I'll do whatever you want. If you want to put on sad music, what? like, what is that time frame? And I think I remember I said, like, two days or something. And you're like, cool, okay, two days it is. Like, what do you need to, like, wallow in that two days? And then let me tell you, when the two days is up, this is what we're going to do. We're going to 
laugh together we're gonna get out of bed we're gonna do something we're going to um, address how to actually fix it and you gave me a lot of mantras and I don't know how much you realized that that helped me but you would just he just kept saying things to me and it wasn't like a repetitive but you would like in conversation drop these like nuggets of gold that I would over time go okay yeah it's really seeped in now um, you get what you focus on, right? That was one big thing. It's like, look, you're sick. You're you're in pain, but are you going to focus on it? Because if you do, you're going to get more of that. Like if you're focusing on how sick you are and how unhappy you are, you're going to get more of it. So you get what you focus on. Okay, so babe, what are you focusing on? Right, so like kind of taking the mantra and then putting it into action. Um, and then the other one is life is, oh God, I can't remember how you phrase it, but it was something like life is, has its ups and downs. Like no matter what happens. And when you're riding high, it feels amazing. But there are gonna be moments that you're riding low and you just need to know that it's not gonna be forever. Um, and so you just kept repeating these things over and over. And it's like anything, when you keep hearing it, it kind of like starts to seep in and um, yeah, you never gave up, um, but you were, you definitely did progressively get harsher with me, um, but it was always with love. And I think that that's important. If you guys have been together and she knows that you love her, and that you're there for her. I think a big key is to start pushing her um, when it seems right to actually get out of this shell that she's in or this hole that she's in. But, Truth. Yeah. Um, all right, next question. This is from Angela Ramos. I'm struggling to get my significant other motivated to get a career. He's always worked, but I've always made more money, which isn't the issue. The issue is I want to be able to afford a home within the next couple of years. I can do this by myself, but feel as if I shouldn't have to. Do I just keep pushing or hope he will come to this on his own? We have a three-year-old and one more on the way. So my first advice is like, really like, what are, you, what are both of your goals? Because we talk about that a lot. Like, do our goals align? Like if her goal is to have a house, um, is that the most important thing to you? Um, if so, and you can do it, that's amazing. But if it's not the most important thing to him, how do you, you have to discuss coming together and say, okay, but this isn't. So if he doesn't want to participate, I don't know, like I would have, it'd be hard to judge. To judge them because it's like it's not what they want yeah can i get on my motherfucking soapbox for a minute go on and go on your soapbox <laughs> <laughs> boys and girls money is not the name of the game success is not the name of the game buying a house is not the name of the game sending your kids to private school is not the name of the game the name of the game is brain chemistry and it is so fucking dangerous to have something that you want the bigger nest the better nest whatever and say, we're going for that. I shouldn't have to do this by myself. Like he should want it. He should be going for a career. What if that does not speak to his soul? What if that doesn't like, that just isn't the thing that he's built into his life. He's not amped up by that. That's not what he wants. He doesn't want to drive harder and he's at a job that he hates. And you know, he's got kids and it's, it's like, he's so in love with that and he wants to spend more time with them and he wants time with her as like husband and wife and like he doesn't want to grind and he just wants like this beautiful life where on Sundays they go to the park and nothing else exists and it's just them. And I get it, I'm putting words into his mouth, but I'm saying that's the fucking name of the game. Like what's the thing that lights you on fire? What's the thing that gives you more energy than it takes? What's the thing that makes you fulfilled? What is that like? Do the deathbed practice and ask like, what what do I want to have been true about my life when I die, right? Like I will just tell you for me, it is to play on a world stage. It is to have bled every step of the way, left everything out on the field, gone with my fucking everything to be the person that I want to be. Like Wookie standing up, she's like, fuck yeah. 
So that that's my thing. But that's not everybody's thing. That's not what everybody wants. And so if you didn't want that, and I was like pushing you, and that's the only thing that's going to work for me, is if you're out there grinding as hard as I'm grinding, which we did not have equal levels of grind for the first like 10 years of our mm-hmm. marriage. So like I want people to understand we've gone from I was fucking grinding to a level that was disrespectful to our marriage. You said I needed to chill the fuck out. And so we started carving time to protect our marriage. And then I could grind the rest of the time. And I started getting more efficient and eking more out of those hours. And then you were staying at home, CEO of Billu Industries. But then you began to change. And you wanted to express yourself as an entrepreneur and you got into Quest and you were like, holy shit, I have powers I did not realize. You started building a certain mindset. You started building a skill set. You were loving it. You were going hard, building a whole department. It was crazy. And then, then you started expressing yourself like that and I had to create room for that change. And so that, but like the whole time, and I remember what I said to you was <clears throat> when you were like, I really want to express myself this way, which means you're going to have to take care of yourself more. And I said, nothing would be more horrifying and grotesque to me as a person than to try to keep you in a box that you don't want to be in. And so I don't think there's anything more dangerous to the long-term viability of your relationship than to try to conform him to the life you want him to want. Mm. It's, it is literally about brain chemistry. What makes somebody feel fulfilled? Now, if he's just fucking off and wasting time, by his own estimation, obviously that's completely different. We've got a whole different issue to deal with. But assuming he knows what brings him fulfillment and you guys are just like divided on that, you, you have to address that issue. Because you'll resent him if you guys can't agree on values and what you, what you want in a partner. Which, by the way, it is not wrong to want that mm-hmm. in a partner. I was just going to say But that. if he doesn't want to be that partner, that's the bridge you guys have to cross. And that's a big discussion we had. Like, I remember sitting down and saying, like, this is how I'm changing. This is now what I want out of life. And you had to really sit there and say, well, is this what I want from a wife out of life? And I, like you said, like, there's no right or wrong answer. So if you're looking for someone extremely driven, like, don't feel guilty about that. But maybe that's not him and forcing him to try to live that lifestyle may only make him miserable and now you're gonna maybe have a partner that's living the lifestyle you want but is actually profoundly unhappy so that actually doesn't really get you what you want in the long run um, and so we had to have that brutal discussion it's like what do you want from a partner and who do you want to be and then I had to say the same thing and then we had to navigate right is there a compromise here is there something that we okay like we can see doing both or like or is it like no this isn't what I want from somebody um, and I just think you have to have that brutal honesty. Um, but the one thing that I will also add to that is when you have someone with in a certain, um, let's say like super career oriented, really, really driven, there's a whole other load of things that come with it. Um, and I actually talk about this a lot where, you know, you're so driven, you're so ambitious that if someone is looking for a husband they want home to eat dinner with every night and they want to have meaningful conversations every single evening um, and they want to have time in the morning together, like, they would be miserable with you. Miserable. So the truth is, is that if you want one thing, there may be another part of that 
that comes with it that you're not interested in. And I think that that's where people get torn, right? I want someone a super ambitious, massive career, really driven, but hey, I can't believe he's not home putting the kids to bed and kissing me goodnight every no night. Or writing poetry. No, or writing poetry, right? When we first met. In fact, this man wrote me a song, wrote me poetry. Um, you were like so romantic. Um, but then you found entrepreneurship and found your passion and your drive. And I just then realized, okay, well, now there's no room for poetry and there's no room for this other thing. And which one do I value more? Which one do I want out of a partner more? Well, I saw you so happy as being an entrepreneur that I could easily let go of the poetry. But sometimes you have to make those decisions. You have to realize that you may want both and you, you sometimes can't get it. But going back to this, yeah, having a super honest conversation with him with no judgment and don't judge yourself. Right. If it is something that you're like, I don't want to be the sole provider for whatever reason, maybe, you know, I don't know, you've, you have a traditional mindset and you like the guy to bring in the money. That's fine. Like, don't judge yourself for that either, but be honest about it. Word. All right, um, guys. Now for this the last is, yeah, question. But um, if you have, if we have been bringing you value, please do click that share button. That is very meaningful to us, so that we can spread the love. Pun, nice. non pun intended. Um, okay, time for the last question. This is from Julia Lewis Milheras. Nice. Okay, what? If, do a little like, spice like, on that. Okay, what if your partner is totally depressed and won't come to terms with it? I'm driven by my children and money, and I feel like my partner isn't driven at all by anything. Yeah, we get this one a lot. So um, depression is scary. So if we're using depression as a stand-in for just like not feeling it, that's one thing. But let's assume for a second that you really mean that they are depressed. So... The way that I think about depression is that person is gambling with their life because it, somebody who does not get out of depression, oftentimes they will kill themselves. So that that's like really, really scary and I take depression deadly seriously. So that's one of those where like, hey, enough is enough. We need to get help. Like this is what we have to do and if they're not um, taking but, those steps. Yeah, because like, saying he won't come to terms with it. Yeah, it, that's, that to me is like dealing with a drug addict. But like, what would you do? So... I, I will, full disclosure, I, while I have had people with depression in my family, I have never been the one to get them out of it. So the only thing I can do is say, when you were really struggling at the beginning, I would say you were fully depressed. Really? Yes. Hmm. On a sliding scale, wasn't worried that you were going to do something crazy yeah. like that, but like your emotions were super erratic. You were way in just like a dark negative space. Yeah, um, so... That, the, what we walked people through earlier, I won't rerun through it, but like morning period, what's the timeline? When are you going to start taking action to cure this? Brain chemistry is the name of the game. How do we get your brain chemistry mm -hmm. in the right place? If you were refusing to do the things you needed to do to get out of it, then one, I would, we would just have to come to an agreement. Like, why are you not doing it? I'm not doing it because I don't need to. Okay, what in your behavior leads you to believe that you don't need this? You're not happy anymore. You're feeling down. You're sluggish. You're inactive. Like... Are, are those traits that you are seeking out, right? Like just getting them to, to acknowledge where they are on an emotional level, mm -hmm. get them to acknowledge that there are steps they could be taking and they're not taking and why aren't they taking them, get them to agree on what steps they're gonna take on what timeline, that's important because it's the only way you can hold them to something. So if they say they're gonna do it and then they don't do it, then you can call them on that. And then if you like, for real, for real, like just really aren't doing it, I'm going full, Intervention, Stila. 
Hmm. Like, I'm getting a professional. I'm ambushing you if I have to. Like, 100%. Like, because that in particular feels like one of those for better or worse things where, like, this is my moment to shine. And I would be like, I'm solving this fucking problem. Hmm. Like, whatever it takes. I'm not leaving you to suffer in that darkness because I think that people get... They get where they can't see. And I can't... Do you remember the movie um, with Robin Williams where he like goes to heaven and his wife's like in purgatory and he has to like go convince her because I think she committed suicide or something. I don't don't remember the details. But it was like he had to convince her that she had a problem. Mm. And she just like, she couldn't hear him because she was in purgatory and just like couldn't understand like what was happening. And so that's what I would think is like you're in this place that I've got to get you out from and you're going to actively resist. And so what does that look like? And full, dis- I've never had to do it. So maybe this all fails. And I learned some powerful lesson about like what I really don't know about depression. That is yeah. entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my logic. And one thing also that you did with me was um, like your enthusiasm for life never dwindled. And I think that's important. Like you were always super high energy. Um, you know, when there were events going on, you'd be like, hey, babe, like, do you want to come with? I'd be like, no, I don't want to go. Like, what am I going to do? I can't eat, you know. Like, I would really get in that headspace. And you're like, okay, cool. Well, if you need anything, let me know. Love you so much, right? Like, you didn't wallow with me. And I think that's so important, at least for me. Like, again, I think everyone's uh, an individual at the end of the day. But no. I don't think anybody benefits from sympathy, think everybody benefits from empathy yeah you had empathy i don't know i think there are some people though that want you to wallow with oh, them oh oh they all want you to wallow right. with them don't do it because they don't benefit right. from it yes. i said they don't benefit oh, not that sorry, they don't want sorry, it sorry okay yeah yeah no right. one once ever benefited from oh my god you're right the world is terrible no one benefits from that yeah Long term. It's like, hey, I really feel where you're at. No, no, no. Even in that moment, you're just reinforcing negative shit. They're going deeper and deeper into a darker place. The only thing, the thing that feels like the drug is, I'm not alone. Right? Misery loves company. Yay, you're here with me. You're embodying my misery. You're feeling bad for me. You know how shitty my life is. Like, that's, it's crazy. And I have ached for it as much as anybody else. Mm. And I have found myself in a dark place where I feel like something bad has happened to me. And I want everybody to acknowledge how shitty and bad this thing is. And woe is me. I want it. I want people to be like horrified for me and, and like throw rose petals at me and tell me that I, you have suffered so. And yeah, of course, that's what I want. Yeah. But that's not going to serve me. It's not going to get me to a positive mental place. Yeah. I had to. Like throw that one down. I couldn't <laughs> let it go. Um, all right, guys. So um, that's all we've got for today. But if you guys do want to submit questions and want to do it in private, sometimes I know that obviously dealing with relationships and this type of subject can be a little sensitive. So by all means, email us at connect at impacttheory.com. Um, if you want to um, be anonymous, just let us know that you want to be anonymous so we won't say your name. But obviously, we want to make sure that we are bringing value to everybody out there. Um, so please don't be afraid to email us if you're having issues and you think that at we connect can at impacttheory.com. I don't know if you said that. I did already, but okay. thank you very much. Um, and then one more time, if you guys um, want to share this video, that'd be awesome. And switch on your notifications because um, sometimes we um, mix up our days because he's got travel or business. Word. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Bye. 
everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.